Hey, you're listening to the RFWP Podcast with your host, Lois McNair and Emily Lewis, where you'll find candid conversations, transparent faith, encouragement, the occasional sarcasm, and a whole lot of grace as they share their walk with Jesus. Here's today's episode. Hey everyone, and welcome to the RFWP, where we are seeking truth and finding God's heart. I'm your host, Lois McNair, and with me is my co-host, Emily Lewis. Hi, Emily. Hi. How are you this week? I'm pretty good. I'm just wondering if you've recovered from our controversial episode last week. (laughs) Oh, a little bit. Did we ruffle too many feathers? No, I don't think so. I mean, obviously there were people that agreed and others that disagreed, but um, at least to our face or in our comments, I thought that the comments were helpful. And and I like the fact that it sparked good conversation with others. So. Yes. Which is amazing. Yeah. So do you have a micro joy this week? Oh, let's see. Micro joy... I am super excited to be almost done painting our house. It has been a project and well, the whole house has been a project. The painting happened to be my project and it's almost done. And my, I'm going to book a session with my massage therapist for my neck after all of that. Yes. Yes. Maybe a little bit bigger than a micro joy. There it is. How about you? That's good. But uh, let's back up a second with the painting, not only with your massage therapist, but, you know, I'm just wondering with you sniffing that wet paint all the time, if you need any other kind of <laughs> uh, episodes, I mean, episodes. <laughs> no. Where did that come from? <laughs> uh, any other sessions is what I was trying yeah. to say. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, because I know I would need it. So, yeah. Yeah. So my micro joy this week is just, um, I'm doing something for work. And in that, uh, my husband was invited to be a part of it. And so we're actually out of town and in a gorgeous setting. And so that's Mm -hmm. just, that's my micro joy. Love it. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, because you have a macro joy this week and you got to hold baby Marlo for the first time. I did. Okay, so this past weekend, like the whole country knew that Southwest Airlines was just blowing it. Bless their hearts. They had they canceled over 2000 flights just over the weekend. That's crazy. And delays and traffic. And I've heard a gazillion different stories that um, it was human error with the flight uh, statuses. And then uh, somebody else said, no, it was pilots that were um, that were striking. And anyway, it was a big mess. In the middle of that mess, though, our flight got delayed just long enough for us to still be at the house when Micah and Haley brought Marlo home from the hospital. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we both got like just a few minutes to meet her in person for the first time and hold her. And she just, 
I know she's our grandbaby, but oh my gosh, her pictures just do not do her justice. Mm-hmm. She just the perfect little face and perfect little ears and it was mm-hmm. awesome. That's so fun. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I know I sidetracked us, but we had to talk about your macro joy. Yes. <laughs> yes. And if you follow um, me on social media, uh, there's a picture posted mm-hmm. of me holding her. And she's smiling and sticking her tongue out at the same time. I'm like, oh, I she miss is the tongue. <laughs> she is my grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so fun. I'm going to have to look again. Yeah. So today we are talking about God's faithfulness in Mm. a, like talking about his promises again and how he keeps his promises, but through a really fun like angle, we're going to talk about it through Exodus. I want to read a little bit of this to you and what stood out to me, I'll mention after I read it. Uh, What stood out to me when I was reading this to the girls. And what chapter Um, of Exodus are you reading from, Emily? I'm in Exodus chapter 12. So I'll start and read just a few things throughout the chapter, and then I'll get to verse 26, where I want to focus. But he God is giving them instructions and he says, I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and strike every firstborn male in the land of Egypt. I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt. The blood on the houses where you are staying will be a distinguishing mark for you. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Verse 14, this day is to be a memorial for you and you must celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. You are to celebrate it through your generations as a permanent statue and he goes through what they're supposed to do to commemorate this day and you get down to verse 24 keep this command permanently as a statute for you and your descendants when you enter the land that God will give you as he promised you are to observe this ceremony when your children ask you what does this ceremony mean to you you are to reply It is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord, for he passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and spared our homes. So the people knelt low and worshiped. And what stood out to me a few weeks ago when we read this was the way God worded this. He didn't say when it happens. He says, you're going to tell your kids about this. It's just, it's so sure that he wrote it in the past tense. And I don't think a lot of times we think of God's promises in that way. Mm. Um, We almost lack the boldness to claim that and not Mm. like name it and claim it. But like if God, if God promises you something, um, maybe it's not something material. Maybe it's not a physical deliverance. Maybe it is. But if he promises you something, you can bank on it so hard. Like you can take it to the bank. Like it's that big of a deal that he wrote it in the past tense and said, you're going to tell your children that this is how I brought you out of Egypt. And think about, think about how this must have felt. Moses enters the scene says he's there from God, is supposed to help them. He goes and speaks to Pharaoh the first time, and the problem gets worse. 
Yeah. And then there's like nine plagues. Not like nine plagues. There are nine plagues. <laughs> like nine plagues. I know. Like seriously. But there are... Flies and frogs and uh, all these plagues. Yeah. Right. Right, right. So all of these plagues. But guess what's happened so far? Nothing. Like... They've been right. able to watch God. The plague goes on the Egyptians, but it doesn't go over here where the Israelites are living. Okay, that's supernatural and that's crazy, but it hasn't eased their situation. Nothing in their situation has changed. And on this 10th one, God says, this ritual that you're supposed to follow says, mm -hmm. this is how I'm going to deliver you and writes it in the past tense, tells them that they're going to tell their children about this and they're going to be forever observing this festival. Wow. And it's just mind-blowing to me that you can bank that hard on God's promises. And when I hear, there's a, there's a term called scripting in like the manifestation um, spirituality space and where you write things out in the past tense. It's like you write a letter to yourself from like a year from now and you say like this happened and this happened and you write it in the past tense. And there's always a grain of truth to that stuff, right? Because um, the enemy does distort what um, right. is true and uses it. So, I mean, you could you can even write yourself a letter if you want to and be like, God, God brought us through this. God delivered us through this mm -hmm. because you can bank that hard on it. On his, on his promises, not things that we manifest, but exactly on the promises right. that he's, that he's given. Exactly. You know, I'm not, I know that story. I know that passage. I am not a hundred percent sure that I realized that that particular passage that he that chronologically it hadn't happened yet. He told them, this is, this is what you're going to do. And it hadn't happened. hadn't, hadn't, had not <laughs> happened. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> can't say. But the, yeah. Because when we read the Bible, it's already happened. Right. We've read it. How many times we read it in picture books when we were kids, we already know the end of the story, but like, like you said, chronologically, this hasn't happened yet. And yet, he, I love how you put it. It's like, this is what you're going to tell your kids. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> this, is, this is why this happened. You know, talking about God's faithfulness, um, when we feel like things are going well, when we feel like those promises are coming true, it's easy to trust his faithfulness. It's easy to mm -hmm. feel the faithfulness and, and, and to be in it. I think when we're going through difficult times, when we're going through tragedy, when we're going through heartache, whatever it is, that's when it's difficult, mm -hmm. just candidly to feel like he's going to work it out, you know, to feel like he's faithful. 
I'll give you an example. So unfortunately this past weekend, um, my husband and I lost a friend to COVID and the way that it happened after they did everything that they were supposed to do, the way that it happened, the way that his, his wife was also sick and where she ended up in a transition house for COVID where she wasn't supposed to be. And just, I'm all the way across the country and they have family, you know, but just, I just wanted to get up on a plane and make it right and set it straight and get him healthy. And um, while this was going on, um, 24 hours before that, my worship pastor had asked if I would give the devotional Sunday morning in our huddle time. We have rehearsal and then we have our huddle where we talk about logistics. and But we also have a time where we're just talk about scripture and who God is. And he had asked me to do the huddle time. And then things got worse with our friends. And then Saturday rolled around and I was like, I don't want to do this huddle time tomorrow morning. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to give the devotions. I, I, and um, after just some frustration and just really being candid with the Lord, just kind of talking out loud, I was just like, I don't want to do this tomorrow. What, what am I supposed to say? You know, I'm upset. We're losing our friend not sure if he's going to make it through the night, you know, all these things. And he just brought, he literally brought to mind his faithfulness. And mm-hmm. in our lives, in, in recent years, and I was reminded of uh, verses in the Old Testament and in the New Testament that talk about who he is. Mm -hmm. And so he just said, basically just tell them that we all need to be, that you need to be reminded of who I am, even when you can't see um, beyond your current circumstances. Just remember, remember who I am and, for example, uh, further along in Exodus, he says in chapter 34, the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there talking about Moses and proclaimed the name of the Lord. This is when Moses was allowed the Lord passed before him. Mm-hmm. And he said, the Lord, the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands. And that's thousands generations, the thousandth Mm -hmm. generation. And then um, again, in Psalm 86, 15, we hear this same phrasing did I say 86? Yes. 8615. <laughs> we hear this same phrasing um, where the psalmist is 
again, being reminded of what was said years earlier, but you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Mm. And then we hear these phrases again in um, Nehemiah chapter nine. And again, in Psalm 103, verse eight, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And several times in scripture, the people in the Bible are reminding themselves of who God is, who he is, Mm -hmm. his faithfulness. And I'm not saying that even when we remind ourselves and we speak that over ourselves, Lord, you are good and, and you are gracious and you are merciful and you are faithful that it's going to solve everything. Like you said, the Israelites' circumstances did not change immediately, but they were reminded of who he was to take them through, through that storm. And, and so that Sunday morning I gave that devotional and just reminded all of us on the team that God is faithful. Right. And, and when we don't see what we're walking towards, when we don't see how something is going to be solved or when we don't feel like a circumstance is going to change or when there's death or tragedy or hurt or whatever happens. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying to wrap it all up in a bow because we do have the book of lamentations for a reason, you know, and there's a time for Mm, sorrow, but then we do have to speak the gospel of who he is in his faithfulness back over our lives. Yes. Yep. Like you said, it doesn't always feel like it. Even when we're not even going through hard things, it's like that, that feeling is not faithful. Right. If I can say it corny. Well, this doesn't feel very faithful. This doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Or man, that, I know he's faithful, but really, really, can I actually say that to him right now? Like, do I believe it? I want to read you a post. Oh, it's just good. It's actually just from today. Um, I wish I remembered Sharia. That's her first name. And I don't remember her last name. Sharia Calabras is how it's spelled. I'm sure it's not how you pronounce it. But this post... The first slide says the hope that anchors you in your weariness is that God does not grow weary of you. Mm. And the post is about we are renewed through remembrance. She quotes Isaiah 40, 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 40, she goes on to say, is a chapter of comfort for the people of Israel after the news that exile was in their future. 
They felt like, quote, they were their way was hidden from the Lord, Isaiah 40, 27. And this honesty made way for his comfort. I'm going to say that again. They felt like their way was hidden from the Lord, like they're being honest in Isaiah 40, 27. Like, you're not even, you're not even watching God. And it's this honesty, she says, made way for his comfort. It's easy to convince ourselves that denying the true state of our souls is a self of self is a form of self-discipline. When the truth is, God is not taken aback by our honesty, he enters into it. So in response to the raw cries from the people of Israel, God brought them back to what they knew of him. There is a temptation in our seasons of weariness to think that we need some new revelation to give us strength. But time and time again, the word proves that we are renewed in our remembrance. Remembering that he is an everlasting God, remembering that he is the creator, remembering that he does not grow weary. We don't simply wait for God to show up. We wait for the spirit to help us recount the ways in which God's shown up. And the good news is that he doesn't grow weary of us. When we grow weary with others, with life and with ourselves, he is steady. He is available. He is responding out of abundance, ready to renew us through remembrance. Wow. I love that phrase that we are renewed through the Mm. remembrance of who he is. That's so good. And that's what the psalmist was doing here when he's going through stuff. He's reminding himself who God is Mm -hmm. when the middle of it doesn't feel good or when we don't know what's going to take place in the future. You know, there's a lot of anxiety these days about future. I mean, I think there's always been anxiousness because that's a, a part of, um, I think our anxiety, the things that we get worried about and all, it's all a part of the fall. It's all a part of, you know, our, our hearts and our minds, not being able to process things well all the time. And some people get very anxious about the future and in our country right now and has been like this for almost two years now, we can understand Mm -hmm. anxiety levels are through the roof. I, I love what Jen Wilkin, um, author Jen Wilkin wrote, and she tweeted this on Monday and it was just another, I was like, okay, Lord, I get it. This is, I was supposed to remind people of your faithfulness, Mm -hmm. even when it didn't feel faithful in the moment. And then um, that was Sunday. And then on Monday, I read this. She says, the antidote to anxiety about the future is not to discern the future, but to remember the past. Instead of straining your gaze forward, look over your shoulder and rehearse God's faithfulness to you and to all generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we so, wonder sometimes as we read the scripture, do you ever wonder like how many times God repeats himself or has the story of Israel's deliverance repeated over and over and over? I mean, it's in Exodus. It's in Deuteronomy a few times. And 
Is it in numbers? And it's in it's in the Psalms and places over and over again. And we think it's almost like we um, when we're reading we numbers it. and it's like, <laughs> I'm just going to skim past this because we got it. Or when Paul tells his testimony over and over and over and he's recounting his story and how God entered into that story. And it shouldn't grow old as we see God's grace active in our life right now. Because sometimes we look back and go, oh yeah, I see God. God was active at salvation or God was active in this one situation over here. No, remember, how how did God's grace show up for you this week? Like, what did he get you through this week? What did he carry you through in helping you not overreact to something or whatever? Remember and recount his grace starting today and yesterday and last week and then do remember the big, the big rocks, you know, the big Ebenezer stones moments. Remember those as well, but don't forget the little things today right. or this week right. that he really, he's been there and his grace has been so evident through them. Yeah. You know, um, Sunday, we just, we, this is one of the songs that we did and it made me think of, mm-hmm. you know, Paul recounting his story over and over again, the story of the Israelites over and over again. And the chorus to this worship song is, this is my testimony from death to life. Cause grace rewrote my story. I'll testify by Jesus Christ, the righteous I'm justified. This is my testimony. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just reminding in the verses, I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for cover, but the miracle that I just can't get over my name is registered in heaven. Mm-hmm. I believe in signs and wonders. I have resurrection power. Still the miracle that I just can't get over. My name is registered in heaven. My praise belongs to you forever. Mm-hmm. This is my testimony from death to life. Cause grace rewrote my story. I'll testify. Yeah. And that's and so my testimony just- by, um, if people want to look it up, that's my testimony by elevation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then, and then more recently, Corey Asbury has come out with a song um, talking about using the story of the Israelites being brought out of Egypt as an analogy to our lives. You know, mm-hmm. you took, you brought me out of Egypt. You took me by the hand. Um, you led me mm. into freedom, into the promised land. So again, it's it's good for us to speak over ourselves and to others. This is my testimony that God is faithful. He's a gracious Amen. God, slow to anger. He is in control. He is faithful. He's abounding in steadfast love. He's merciful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Even when it doesn't feel like it, it doesn't, our circumstances do not change the truth of who he is. Mm-hmm. The truth of who he is stays the same in the midst of our circumstances. That's right. It's yep. not always easy for us to speak that, but it's necessary for us to speak it and remember it. Absolutely. Ah, so good. Such a good, 
such a good word, such a good encouragement to remember. And we have an open mic minute prompt for you guys this week. We want to know what is something, a big one, a little one, something where you know God's hand intervened in my life or God's grace is so evident in this moment, in this situation. Please go to our social media Go to Messenger, click on that little blue microphone and record us a quick voice note for the open mic minute because we want to just saturate ourselves in remembering. And it's so good and it heartens us, builds us up to hear how God has worked in someone else's life too because he is working and he is delivering. We need that remembering of who he is. Right, right. And I, and I want to go back to that phrase that you read from that article um, that, hmm, how is it worded? The, <laughs> it's pretty ironic that it starts with remember and I can't remember how it's worded. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. And, it says, yeah. we are renewed through remembrance. Yeah. So good. We are renewed through remembrance. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, we just wanted to encourage you this week. Um, we know we had kind of a controversial episode last week, and and uh, which is good. It's okay. Um, yep. But we just wanted to encourage you this week about God's faithfulness and that he is who he says he is. He will do what he says that he will do. And encourage each other in that this week. Yep. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Yeah. Until next time, seek truth and you'll find God's heart. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, you can reach out to Lois and Emily at hello at sisterseeker.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, It would mean the world to us if you would consider supporting the RFWP. You can go to patreon.com slash sisterseeker. Another way to show your support is by leaving us a review. This helps get this cause and this message to more women like you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for being here, friend.